Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Adam Gase's Coaching Wake, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jana <laughs> and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you doing this week? Well, well, so far we're okay. Uh, still, still trying to make heads and tails over what we saw this weekend, trying to figure out who's good and who's not. I'm still, still undecided and, you know, trying to figure out if Carson Wentz is still holding on to a football somewhere. I feel like I saw a lot of that this week. How's your week going? Sure. No. <laughs> it's pretty good. I think I'm going to bench uh, Tom Brady for Gardner Minshew this week. What do you think? I'm all in. The mustache, the bandana, let's do this. I'm picking Jacksonville to win again this week, just so you know. Mentally prepare yourself for that now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm picking them to get blown out again, but uh, you were right last Perfect. week, so we'll see. <laughs> we well, we see. have a, an action-packed show for you, per usual. We'll be here for a full hour to give you all of the news, notes, injuries, who to start, who to sit, daily fantasy picks, all of that good stuff, including our always popular game predictions, which generally cause a bit of friction. <laughs> We won't see eye to eye on a lot of things, although last week we did agree on several games. Not all of that worked out for us, but, you know, a fair amount did. Um, of course, you can find us all week long. Obviously, you're going to have more than just Tuesday's questions on your lineup, but we're available to you all over social media. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show at Fantasy underscore Sherpa, and JKIM16. I'm pretty sure you can figure out who's there. We're with you every Tuesday night from 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, but as usual, we have a, a few injuries to get into and then quite a bit in the way, I'm sure, of waiver wire suggestions for you to fill some of these holes. Uh, get ready to run a full marathon, as, as we generally like to suggest, maybe cook an entire Thanksgiving dinner. Whatever you need to do, um, time to do it because there are a few big names <laughs> that are down for the count after this week. Um, first and foremost, in Indianapolis, running back Marlon Mack tore his Achilles tendon uh, during the game this week. He is done for the year. Jonathan Taylor, rookie running back, uh, and Naheem, Naheem Hines are split the carries 50-50 uh, after he left with the injury. They seem pretty high on Jonathan Taylor, uh, but we'll, we'll see who gets the bulk of the carries there. In Dallas, tight end Blake Jarwin's ACL tour. Cleanly, they say that like there's a silver lining to tearing your ACL. He's done for the year. James Conner in Pittsburgh left the game with an ankle injury, and Mike Tomlin is, quote, leaving the light on for him in week two. So maybe he's going to play that into a motel six deal. I hope so. I I really hope he finds a way to monetize that. Uh, Just like Juju Smith-Schuster should probably be owning a bike store at this point. But, you know, maybe we'll, we'll go into the fantasy football marketing consultant after this as well. Uh, in in New York, the Jets, as if things weren't bad enough with the fact that they're already the Jets, uh, Le'Veon Bell is officially on IR. He's going to miss multiple weeks with that hamstring injury. Worth noting that Kalen Balage, uh, running back, was added to the 53-man roster today. Adam Gates drafted him in Miami. They actually tried to trade for him once before, uh, but he became available when he filled his physical, and Miami released him. So he's back. Adam Gates is a big fan of him. If you're in a very deep league and you're looking for somebody to stash, interesting pick. Uh, in, they didn't out even have in to give up a first-round pick for him. No, no, they would have happily. <laughs> They're on the I'm Bill sure. O'Brien school of trade etiquette, I think. At least one. Oh, if not more. I mean, they're going to squander it anyway. I might as well give it to somebody else, you know. Anyway, yeah. uh, that's enough of our Jets bashing for the moment. The 49ers tight end George Kittle got rolled up on. He is dealing with what they're calling a sprained knee. They're saying he's questionable. He's probably going to play. He tends to things unless it's actually broken. And even then, sometimes he still does. Uh, the Eagles, well, it's fitting that they work out at the NovaCare Center because pretty much everyone needs medical attention on this team. Uh, running back Miles Sanders did not play Sunday. Uh, he was a late scratch on Saturday with that hamstring injury. Questionable for this week. Also, a very late scratch on Sunday morning was right tackle Lane Johnson, which was a much bigger loss. He's dealing with an ankle injury. He was uh, felt in the fact that Carson Wentz was sacked eight times. Uh, His replacement was not very good, and then he got injured as well. Uh, He's hoping to play this week, but that's a big question mark, one I'm probably not trying to risk. 
Uh, also, Boston Scott left the game and returned with what they're calling a lower body injury. He is likely going to play this week, barring some kind of a setback. Alshon Jeffrey, still not going to play this week, still dealing with that list Frank fracture in his foot. They don't have a timetable, but they say he's getting closer. Take that for what it's worth. And Deshaun Jackson did miss some time in the game, mainly because he's Deshaun Jackson, not because he's actually injured. They have him, quote, on a play count to keep him healthy. We'll see how well that goes. Um, out in Denver, Broncos running back Philip Lindsay is dealing with turf toe. Uh, it's a wait and see on him this week. They're going to reevaluate him later in the week, but it does make Melvin Gordon a little more interesting in the fantasy world. As we know, turf toe is kind of nasty and can certainly linger. If he does play through it, it will be at a, a, a decreased production for sure. In Miami, wide receiver Devontae Parker re-injured that hamstring, re-aggravated it. Yes, uh, during the game on Sunday, he is questionable this week, not looking great. Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas is dealing with a high ankle sprain. He's out for, quote, several weeks. He tends to be a fast healer. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back sooner than that, but he is certainly going to miss a few weeks. Lions wide receiver Kenny Galladay did not play with that sprained shoulder AC joint. He's questionable for this week. Again, that's going to be a wait and see later in the week. Broncos also were without Cortland Sutton, who is dealing with a shoulder injury. Again, questionable going into the game this weekend. Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin left the game with what they called a head injury. He's questionable going into this week, but he's been giving a lot of very coherent interviews uh, defending Tom Brady and Bruce Arians throwing him under and then backing up the bus over him after the game on Sunday. So I think there's a pretty decent chance we see Chris Godwin on the field this week. Uh, the Cowboys linebacker Leighton Vander Esch broke his collarbone about 12 seconds into the game this week. So he has joined everybody else uh, on that defense on IR. Clearly I'm not excited about it. In Cincinnati, kicker Randy Bullock, uh, who you may remember as the guy who absolutely shanked and lost the game that Joe Burrows worked so hard to win for Cincinnati. He's on the injury report for both his calves because he did get a cramp, and that's what caused him to lose the game, and he's questionable this week. They also signed a new kicker, who ironically was released by the the uh, Browns, so there could be some revenge this week in the Thursday night football game. I know how you all love following kicker storylines the way I do, so there you go. There's your must-see TV from Thursday. Broncos officially placed defensive end Von Miller on IR with his ankle injury. Unsure if he's going to play it all this season, but he's certainly not going to be back for the foreseeable future. In Atlanta, wide receiver Russell Gage is dealing with a head injury. He's questionable. It doesn't look great, but then again, you probably shouldn't be starting Russell Gage in your lineup in most leagues. Raiders wide receiver Henry Rugg uh, played through a knee injury. He left briefly. It didn't look great, but he did come back. John Gruden is all in on Henry Ruggs and wants to give him even more attention. Uh, he's planning to play through this knee injury. His biggest skill is how fast he is. A knee injury is clearly going to slow that down, so keep an eye on that. Browns wide receiver Jarvis Landry is dealing floor. with this. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Jarvis Landry is still dealing with that ever-present hip injury. He is planning to play on Thursday night. Browns tight end David Njoku, however, is not going to be playing this Thursday. He has a sprained knee. They put him on IR. He's going to be out at least three weeks. Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks dealing with a quad injury. He left the game. He is questionable for this week, as well as running back Duke Johnson, who left the game with an ankle injury, but they're saying he is more doubtful than questionable. So have a plan B there. In Jacksonville, wide receiver D.D. Westbrook did not play on Sunday with a shoulder injury. He's questionable going into this week. Uh, maybe Gardner Minshew can give him a couple of sweet bandanas and that'll fix things. It seems to solve a lot of problems out there. Chargers running back Justin Jackson also left the game with a quad injury. He's questionable this week, as well as the Rams tight end Gerald Everett. He left the game with back injury. Those are always a little tricky. That's certainly going to go till later in the week till they have a better idea of his status for this week. Dolphins running back Jordan Howard, he pulled a hamstring this week. He's questionable as well. Left the game, I would say, err on the side of caution. There are a few miles on his tires already, and the hamstring injury doesn't help things. Giants wide receiver Golden Tate did not play last week. Last week, yesterday. Uh, with a hamstring injury, he's questionable going into this week. And I think we finally reached the end of the injuries that are going to severely impact your fantasy team. Sherpa, what have you done this time? <laughs> um, this time I went out and signed with the Jets, uh, went to practice and got cut already in the time it took. Already, to already on IR. <laughs> yeah, Adam Davis was mad at me about our opening tonight, so I got cut. Well, there you go. It happens. 
happens the best. It does. I'm sure the Dolphins will release you one day and they'll bring you back. It'll be fine. No. Oh, yeah. Only if I fail my physical. I mean, we can only try. We aspire to greatness here at the Fourth and Inches show. We do. So, although we haven't taken a physical in 11 years, so. True. Since the entire world, including us, uh, is on the injury report this week, how are you feeling about some waiver wire picks? Anybody that you're loving out there? Yeah, there, there's some people that I am uh, quite uh, interested in. So from a running back standpoint, Malcolm Brown had a very nice uh, debut as the lead he back sure for the Rams. We'll see if he holds that role for multiple weeks. But for right now, you might as well uh, grab him with a speculative pick. Uh, Benny Snell with Pittsburgh, if James Conner ends up missing time, if the light uh, isn't yeah, if the light the gets turned off. for him. Whew. If the lights get turned <laughs> off on him, then uh, Benny Snell would be a nice pickup. Uh, uh, Naeem Hines um, may not uh, get as much of the action in Indianapolis as Jonathan Taylor, but should still play a pretty sizable role in their offense going forward now that Marlon Mack is gone. Uh, Joshua Kelly had a nice debut for the Chargers yep. last week. Uh, Chase Edmonds had a nice game for the Cardinals, uh, Adrian Peterson still has, uh, he's on his eighth or ninth life, I think. Um, and I then know. if you're really desperate, uh, Peyton Barber and Jarek McKinnon would also be out there in most leagues. But uh, so uh, anybody else that I missed or that you uh, like more than I do? Um, no, I, I don't have too much beef with your list. Uh, I might add Cord Clement to your desperation list as well, since Nobody really can stay healthy in Philadelphia, and he's small, so maybe guys won't see him to tackle him because they'll be too worried about Carson Wentz just standing there like a statue. So uh, if you're in a deep league and you really need something, Cord Clement's an interesting option. They should just put him in front of Jason Peters and have him as like an extra blocker on the offensive line. Nobody would know him. He was there until it's too late. (laughs) Just hide him that way. So... You'd have to come up with some creative name for it, like our 71 personnel or something, or 61 personnel, yeah. but I don't know. I think I think there's so, something uh, very similar to that in, in Varsity Blue. It's kind of a derivative of Billy Bob's play. <laughs> It'd be fun. Good to know that I'm in, uh, my, my ideas are in good company there. So moving yeah. on to wide receivers, um, Robbie Anderson, maybe all he needed was to get out of New York and out from the Jets' doom and gloom. He seems to had a, uh, found a nice uh, niche for himself there in Carolina, and we'll see uh, how that continues this week. Uh, Corey Davis had a nice game. Paris Campbell looks like he'll definitely be at least option two in Indianapolis. Uh, James Washington yeah. often overlooked in Pittsburgh. Uh, LaVisca Chenault had a nice uh, debut for the Jaguars. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling had a nice game for the Packers. Uh, Scotty Miller seems to be in Tom Brady's good graces, which is always a good thing. Alan Lazard, uh, Willie Sneed, Keelan Cole, Russell Gage, and Danny Amendola um, rounding out my list of dart throws at wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much where we're at right now. Uh, you hit everybody on my list, though. Okay. Uh, on to quarterbacks, uh, some interesting options here. Uh, top of my list is Teddy Bridgewater. I know a lot of people aren't sold on him yet, but uh, I'm between what he did in New Orleans I last like year and uh, what he's done in Carolina so far this year, I, I think you know, he has the makings of a starter in a 12-team league, but uh, we'll see. Time will tell. And having Christian McCaffrey to hand off to or throw to doesn't doesn't hurt him either. Yeah, uh, sure for, this, for this week, only Kirk Cousins is actually a decent play, I think. Uh, only because yeah, he's going I'm up against him. the Indianapolis defense. Um, Ryan Tannehill, Phillip Rivers, uh, Gardner Minshew, and Mitchell <coughs> Trubisky, if you're really uh, <laughs> desperate going up against my uh, Giants. So, yeah. how about you? Yeah. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is definitely at the top of my list. Ryan Tannehill is still available in a lot of leagues. I like him an awful lot. Um Kirk Cousins, like you said, the matchup's great this week. Gardner Minshew, obviously, I'm always recommending. And Mitchell Trubisky, obviously, I don't think it's the best thing out there. I think the team is getting a little bit healthier. Um, But I I don't know how long Mitchell Trubisky's 
life as a starter is going to last. So you might as well take advantage now if you need to. All right, here's a thought for you. With all the injuries, running backs, wide receivers, would you consider just carrying one quarterback on your roster? I think we talked about this last week, at least for drafting purposes. But at this point in the season, would you feel comfortable going bare without a starting quarterback, say, in a 12-team league where you only start one quarterback and just figure, oh, I'll find somebody on the waiver wire and I'd be comfortable streaming guys off the waiver wire based on matchups each week? Yeah, I mean, obviously we know I'm a huge proponent of of having multiple quarterbacks on your roster, Um, but I think right now it's such a pick-your-own-adventure that, yeah, I think the quarterback position is actually probably the most stable out of all of them. So I'd be more comfortable at least for the next couple of weeks streaming somebody off the waiver wire because, I mean, what are you going to do at running back and wide receiver right now, especially wide receiver? It's just everybody's got a bad hamstring. That's it. (laughs) So, and if you were going to go with that single quarterback strategy, here's one for you. Suppose, and not that anyone we know is in this situation, but suppose you had uh, Carson Wentz (laughs) as your starting quarterback on your fantasy team sure. and yeah. suppose he uh, had a matchup that you didn't consider very favorable this week and Teddy Bridgewater is out there would you consider um, replacing Wentz with Teddy Bridgewater on your on your roster if you were going to if you were going to attempt the uh, quarterback streaming strategy 1000% I would get rid of Carson Wentz absolutely I is that an overreaction that. or is that just you do you, my, are you down on him or down on the line or what? I'm I'm very down on the line. Uh, Lane Johnson's injury worries me. It wasn't the most stable offensive line to begin with. But what concerns me the most, I think, right now is how long he's holding onto the ball. And that seems to be more a product of him not trusting his wide receivers out there, probably because he's not even sure who's playing wide receiver form at that point. And I get that. I understand. But – He's got two very good tight ends that are generally always on the field. He's got some decent running backs that can catch the ball. For the most part, everybody out of that backfield can catch the ball, and he's still not letting go of the football, and that's what worries me. Um, So right now, I'm not even convinced he's still going to be alive past week four. Uh, So, yeah, I'm all in on on pretty much anybody over Carson Wentz right now. Okay. Good to know. Um... Now for tight ends, I have my eye on Logan Thomas, who had a nice game for the Red. Absolutely. Uh, excuse me, the football mm-hmm. team last week. Yes, uh, Greg the Washington Olson. Football Club. <laughs> yeah, Greg Olson, a decent debut for the Seahawks, mm-hmm. although they've got about three or four tight ends there, so I'm not sure if he's going to get the lion's share there. Uh, same deal with O.J. Howard. They've got several good ones on the roster, so I'm not sure it makes sense to go all in on him. Uh, Jordan Akins with Houston and uh, Jimmy Graham, if you're really desperate, that's my uh, waiver wire tight end racks. I'd I'd throw Dallas Goddard seems to be available in about half a leagues. Um, If he's out there, I think he was the better of the two last week, and certainly with uh, a shaky offensive line, ideally your quarterback gets rid of the ball faster, and I think if he's out there, he's an interesting play as well. Oh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I, yeah. If he's yeah. available in your league, he's definitely head and shoulders above any of these guys I listed. So uh, go yeah. get him. If he's I was very, I was very excited about Logan Thomas. I got to be honest. I thought he had a great game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know what to make of that um, game. I, I, you know, I mean, obviously spotting twenty spotting 17 points and coming back to win is impressive, but given the team they did it against, I'm not sure. I mean, they're they're in sole possession of first place in the NFC East right now, which is hard to believe and probably won't last As, for as we all know, I, days, I live and work in the greater D.C. area, and despite the fact that the, the Washington team is no longer called the Redskins, I've heard hail to the Redskins more times in the last 48 hours than I maybe have in my entire life. People are fired up oh. down here. They know this is their one week, their one shot. They're milking it for all it's worth. <laughs> well, I guess in theory they have a shot this week. Although I, I don't. I'm now that we're talking um, defenses. I'm going to pick. I'm going to recommend Arizona as the hot pickup of the week. And yes, they are playing the football team 
this week at home. Um, Seattle, they're hosting New England. You could question whether that's a good matchup or not for them, but uh, I think it it may be. Of course, they have 12 men going against 11, so that's always an advantage. Um, The Giants at Chicago, you know, that's more a knock on Mitchell Trubisky than it is an endorsement of the Giants' defense. Uh, Cleveland going up against Cincinnati and Cincinnati going up against Cleveland round out my uh, recommended <laughs> defenses for this week. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, might also throw the Packers on there as well, although I like them less. Um, but I'm I'm all in with, with both Cleveland, Cincinnati, and the Cardinals. Uh, all good plays there. Okay. So shall we uh, move on to some uh, – Recommendations on some player recs. Let's do some rankings. Crazy out Okay. And, and by the way, in case anyone's interested, uh, Jana and I were both ten and six on our picks last week. So, given some of the upsets there, uh, Above I'm pretty happy I'll with take that. It. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there. We've so. we've certainly had worse showings. <laughs> <laughs> we've had better, but we've had yeah. worse. Yeah, there was, there was one week, I think it was maybe three seasons ago, where we agreed on all 16 games, and that's the only time that's happened in 180-plus you know, shows, I think. So yeah, yeah. I'm not and counting it, on it, that happening ever again. No, no. I mean, I've already ruined the suspense of that by saying I'm picking Jacksonville. <laughs> well, yeah, so you've already guaranteed <laughs> that streak is not going to – Yeah, yeah streak. Uh, we're not, not going to match that feat tonight, no. <laughs> no. So, Not today. All right. So um, why don't you go first this week with uh, running backs that you like, your top ten? Shocker of all shocks, guys. I've got Christian McCaffrey at the top of my top ten list again. Um, you could pencil that in into Perpetua at this point. I'm I'm all in. Christian McCaffrey, go for it. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, a strong number two this week. I've got Dalvin Cook up at number three. I think I'm a little higher on him than a lot of people this week, but I'm not ashamed about it. Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara rounding out my top five. Uh, I've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who had a nice showing this week. We were both excited about that. Uh, Coming in at six, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs. And rounding out my top ten, old Kenyon Drake. We actually agreed on seven of the ten, which is pretty amazing. What? What is happening here? (laughs) And our top three are the same, although not in quite the same order. I have Christian McCaffrey first, Dalvin Cook second, Ezekiel Elliott third, Josh Jacobs four, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire at five, Kenyon Drake six, Aaron Jones seven, Malcolm Brown eight, Derek Henry nine, and Chris Carson rounding out my top ten. And then uh, some honorable mentions to throw the way of uh, J.K. Dobbins, Raheem Mostart, Benny Snell, and Mark Ingram. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, so there's there's so, a shocking amount of, of agreement there, and I'm just wrong. Um, my avoid list, top by Miles Sanders this week. I'm not playing the reindeer games. I don't want any part of it. A bad hamstring is a bad hamstring. Same thing with Philip Lindsay. Don't want to play around with this. Leonard Fournette, Peyton Barber. Joshua Kelly had a nice game last week. I'm just not loving it this week. Obviously, that may be a, a little bit... Uh, more to the matchup, I think they're going to have to throw an awful lot more than they're going to be running this week playing Kansas City. Uh, I also have Chris Thomas and Jamal Williams, Frank Gore, Sonia Michelle, and Tevin Coleman. Uh, we have some overlap on our list. I have Joe Mixon at the top of my list, uh, Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and throw Corey Clement in there for a combo. Uh, Melvin Gordon, oh. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, uh, yes, exactly. Jonathan Taylor, 99, at Al, uh, Antonio Gibson, Adrian Peterson, James Robinson, Jordan Howard, Matt Breida, at Al, uh, David Montgomery, and Frank Gore rounding out my uh, void list at running back for this week. Okay. All right. Not, I, I mean, not too much to argue about there. No. Um, let's move on to wide receiver. Hopefully we'll have some more disagreements there. Devontae Adams at the top of my list. DeAndre Hopkins, two, Tyreek Hill, three, Robert Woods, four, Adam Thielen, five, Marquise Brown, six, Amari Cooper, seven, DJ Moore, eight, Cooper Cup, nine, and Robbie Anderson, ten. 
And then rounding out uh, for my honorable mentions at wide receiver, I have Michael Gallup, Sammy Watkins, C.D. Lamb, and the Henry Ruggs, uh, Brian Edwards combo. Okay. All right, bring the combos in. I like it. I like it. Uh, I also have Devontae Adams at the top of my top of my list. Uh, it's a great matchup, and Aaron Rodgers is still a little cranky. I like to capitalize on that. Uh, Julio Jones at number two for me, and DeAndre Hopkins at three. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Chris Godwin running out my top five. I'm not too worried about his injury, obviously. Um, also, a pissed-off Tom Brady is really somebody who's going to throw the ball an awful lot. And Chris Godwin's been good to him in the media this week. I think he's going to benefit from that. Uh, at six, Mike Evans, game theory here. Uh, cranky Tom Brady usually puts up some big numbers. Even without Bill Belichick, I think it'll be fine. Amari Cooper at seven. Adam Thielen, DJ Moore, and Juju Smith-Schuster running out my top ten. He's got to be the happiest human having Big Ben back. They look good. Yes, he did. And uh, we agreed on six there, so that's pretty good. Um, my avoid list for wide receivers this week, I've got A.J. Green at the top of that list. D.J. Chark, yeah. second, so apparently uh, not good to be uh, A.J. or D.J. this week. Uh, Keenan <laughs> Allen and T.Y. Hilton is also <laughs> on my list. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Brown okay, combo. A.J. Brown didn't, didn't make Brown's the avoid okay. list. He's in purgative. And okay. D.K. Metcalf did not make my avoid list either. Uh, right, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay did make my avoid list, as did Allen Robinson. The T.Y. Hilton-Paris Campbell combo, Terry McLaurin, the Cortland Sutton-Jerry Judy combo, the Devontae Parker-Preston Williams combo, Deshaun Jackson, LaVisca Chenault, Anthony Miller, and Jameson Crowder, all on my avoid list for wide receivers this week. Well, we've got some overlap. Uh, I also have A.J. Green on my avoid list. It's no secret I don't love playing guys on Thursday night football to begin with, and also it's not going to be the most high-scoring game out there. Um, hopefully nobody else injures their calves, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Jarvis Landry also on my avoid list. Shocker there. Robbie Anderson, Preston Williams, Christian Kirk, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Williams, Brandon Cooks, and Stephen Sims in Washington. I just don't think there's enough going around there, even though I think we'll be playing from behind a fair amount. Hey, uh, who do you like at quarterback this week? I'm interested to see if we'll have the same uh, guy at the top. My guess is not. Let's see. I've got Lamar Jackson at the top of my list this week. Oh, so do uh, I. I love the matchups. Right. There we go. I, it's, I, I'm just – this Houston team, well, they can – We can't agree on all 16 games. Maybe we can at least agree on our top picks for all five. I know, I know. It's possible, we cover man. Here, but, here. Sorry, I'm interrupting. So, Lamar Jackson's number one on your <laughs> list. Patrick Mahomes, a close number two. Uh, I have Kyler Murray at three. I'm I'm really liking this matchup this week. I really like an awful lot of things about Arizona. Uh, Dak Prescott at four and Josh Allen rounding up my top five. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, despite the fact they don't think they're going to win that game. Uh, Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, my top ten this week. We agreed on five, including the top three. Uh, Lamar Jackson. That's actually pretty good for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Kyler Murray are also my top three. I have Aaron Rodgers all the way up at four, Dak Prescott five, Teddy Bridgewater six, Jared Goff seven, Kirk Cousins eight, Ryan Tannehill nine, Derek Carr sneaks into my top ten with Tom Brady and Drew Brees as honorable mentions. Okay, okay. Um, My avoid list featuring Carson Wentz at the top of it, if you hadn't heard, (laughs) not a big fan. Uh, not this week, not most weeks. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky also checking in on the avoid list, as well as Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sure you're all shocked there. Daniel Jones, um, even against a, a Bears team that's not great, this is not the matchup for him. Dwayne Haskins, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, it's, there's a lot of purgatory here. Couldn't couldn't quite get to 10, but I got close. All right. Um, I, I think I, I have... 11, so I'll make up for your shortfall, right. perhaps. <laughs> I'm more pessimistic about quarterbacks and scoring in general this week. But uh, Joe Burrow is at the top of my avoid list this week you know, for multiple reasons. Oh. Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz, Drew Locke, Philip Rivers, Gardner Minshew, which is going to break your heart, Sam Darnold, it does. Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Dwayne Haskins, and Mitchell Trubisky rounding out my avoid list at quarterback this week. Oh, Mitch. Oh, Mitch. All right. 
Who you got at the top of your tight end list? We got the same one. Uh, <laughs> well, if it's Travis Kelsey, the answer is yes. Oh, we're we're doing this. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm uh, almost guarantee you we're not going to agree on the top defense. But to get the four position players is pretty uh, <laughs> impressive from that's my perspective. Good. That's so, pretty good. Travis. Travis Kelsey is at the top of my list. Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, three. Johnny Smith, four. Ian Thomas, five. Tyler Higby, six. Rob Gronkowski, seven. Kyle Rudolph, eight. Dalton Schultz, that might make you happy, nine. And Dan Arnold, who's he? Ten on my list. Okay. All right. Uh, so I also have Travis Kelsey at the top of my list. Uh, I've got Mark Andrews at two. Darren Waller at three. Might sound a little familiar. Uh, I have Zach Ertz at four. I put on Henry running up my top five. Jared Cook, uh, Dallas Goddard. I think there's enough production there to have both people sitting in my top ten. I'm fine with that. Evan Ingram, Tyler Sigby, and Noah Fonick, my top ten. Jenna, we were losing you a little bit on the phone there. Oh, we might have been. Sorry. <laughs> uh, do you want to run over your tight ends again? Just. So I've got Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and Darren Waller rounding out my top three, Zach Ertz and Hunter Henry, Jared Cook, Dallas Goddard, Evan Ingram, Tyler Higby, and Noah Font. Not a lot of times I'm going to recommend Noah Font, but here we are. Okay, and I've got uh, Zach Ertz, <laughs> Hunter Henry, Noah Font, TJ Hawkinson, Mike Gesicki, Chris Herndon, Jimmy Graham, Jack Doyle, and Logan Thomas on my avoid list. So at least we're a little okay. bit more to form. On our, uh, yeah, yeah. Getting a little position. closer there. I have uh, okay. our our friend of the show, Mike Gusecki, at the top of my avoid list. <laughs> Jimmy Graham, who looked good last week, just not enough there. Austin Hooper, Johnny Smith, Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, Greg Olson, uh, and CJ Uzma. Is anybody starting him? I, I suppose somebody must be, but somebody's got to be out there. And with the, right. with the injuries this week, I'm terrified there are too many people who might be thinking about it. So just leave it alone. The rookie quarterback is still not a good idea. Okay. So I can justify how about, a lot of things, but even not that. How about defenses? <laughs> Who's at the top of your defense? I actually had three at, in my top tier, but uh, let's see if we agree on the top one. Oh, good. We're back. You're you're back to your your tiers. I was wondering how. Trail of tiers, yes. I have the Bills at number one this week. How do you feel about that? They're not even in my top ten. So, oh no, no, they are. They're in my third tier, around nine or ten. Oh. So they they are on the list. But they're on bronze least. status. Okay. Well, I think they're number one in my heart this week. Uh, the Forty ers and Bears rounding out my top three, which sounds like maybe not be what your top tier looks like. Uh, I also have the Steelers. Yeah, okay, all right. This is probably the most respect the 49ers are going to get from me all show. Uh, so more, I'm all in other defense. Uh, I've got the Steelers at four and the Ravens at five. Uh, Cardinals, who we were very high on, uh, checking in at six for me. The Buccaneers, Saints, Titans, and the Browns in my top ten this week. Despite the fact that pretty much your entire secondary is hurt. But it's cool. I think they'll be all right. So I've got, as promised, I've got tiers. I'm bringing the tiers this week. I've got two tiers. My my <laughs> top three teams in the first tier for defenses this week are Cleveland, San Francisco, and Arizona. And my next tier okay. has the following teams in it. The Rams, the Titans, the Packers, the Giants, the Steelers, the Vikings, the Bills, and Kansas City. Mm. All right. Um, well, I don't have a full 10 to avoid just because I I just don't really know enough to hate 10 defenses this week. Uh, I am staying away from the Patriots, the Eagles, uh, the Dolphins, Cowboys, and the Rams. It's got the higher scoring game. So both sides of the ball I don't want any part of uh, in in pretty much the entire division. Uh, The Bengals, the Vikings, and the Colts. Staying Staying away from them. Okay. Um, for me, I actually did come up with a bunch of teams that I do want to avoid. So, Everybody else. <laughs> um, I, I, I do have a list of uh, 10, I believe. So let's see who's on it here. I've got uh, Detroit, Houston, and the Chargers are my top avoid tier. 
then I've got um, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, Washington, New Orleans, New England, Indianapolis, and Atlanta kind of all in another tier. And then uh, Jacksonville, Carolina, and Las Vegas in, in my third avoid tier. Okay. All right. Well, I'm interested to see how we think the scoring is going to go this week. Do you think that, like you said before, there was uh, there was a lot of a lot more offense than you expected expected more scoring last week. Do you think that holds up this week, or do you think it comes back to earth a little bit? I, I don't see why it would be worse this week. I would think the offenses would be more in sync, with the possible mm-hmm. exception of the Jets, but. Um, I don't think they're ever getting in sync. <laughs> Just don't. Probably not. They could yeah. hire Justin Timberlake to coach them, and they still wouldn't be in sync. It's tough. He's trying to get into baseball, so I mean, maybe he's maybe he's, yeah. you know looking for an in on sports. This could be it. <laughs> well, what did he want? He wanted to bring a major league team to Tennessee or something. I think. Yes. Yeah. Not really sure how he's yeah. planning to do that, but hey. More baseball, we're here for it. But tonight we'll give you some football. <laughs> They'd be the only major league player, the only major league team playing in the woods. <laughs> oh, goodness. We're here all week. So all right. Try the deal. <laughs> and don't forget to tip your uh, your help people that yeah. aren't here. Yeah. Yeah. Wear a mask. Oh, God. All right. Um so for Thursday evening game this week, we're treated to the offensive juggernauts of uh, Cleveland and Cincinnati. Battle of Ohio. Head, Battle of Ohio. Primetime thriller. Yeah, not much to say or see here, but I I guess because Cleveland's the home team, I'll go with them and because I'm not sure that I trust uh, Joe Burrow yet. But uh, I'll go with Cleveland to win this by – a touchdown 24-17, but this will probably be one of the um, least interesting Thursday night games of the season, I would think. It's going to be a lot of orange. Now watch it be 41-9 and Joe Burrow's coming out party, but I don't think so. (laughs) Well, I actually think Joe Burrow is going to win this game. So right away we're on the disagreement train. Do you have to uh, wait for the Jacksonville game? Nope, we're getting there soon, though. Uh, yeah, I think Joe Burrow, I might trust more than I trust Baker Mayfield. I don't know what he's doing out there. Neither does he. Uh, that That's fine. Uh, maybe his underwear line didn't do well in the offseason. I don't know, but he didn't look great. I don't think it's going to get better on a short week. Um, I think Joe Burrow, I trust. I think Randy Bullock and his Cavs, I do not. So as long as the game doesn't hinge on kicking field goals, I think they'll be okay, and I'm pretty sure Joe Burrow is going to make sure that does not happen. That was just the saddest thing. <laughs> oh God! So you haven't given me a final score yet in this battle of the oh, former sorry. Uh, number sorry. one draft pick. Twenty-four. I'm going to go twenty-four seventeen. A convincing win for the Bengals. All right. So we have the same score, just the other team, uh, the opposite team winning. So there you go. All right. We're in mid-season form so, already. It would be neat if we could match the scores. That might even be harder to do than match the winners on all 16 games is to match the scores on all 16 games regardless of winners. Hey, we've got something to aspire to. We could I like do the it. show for a million years and probably never do that. We might be doing it for a million years. You guys could have us for another. <laughs> could be. We haven't been canceled yet. As long as there's football, there will be the fourth and inch show. <laughs> yes. So next up, the first of the early games Sunday, we've got uh, Jacksonville traveling to Tennessee. Tennessee coming off, both these teams coming off impressive wins this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go with the home team here just because I think they're better. And I'll say that Tennessee uh, is a touchdown better in this game. I'll go with the Derrick Henry's 28 and the Gardner Minshew's 21. Okay. Um as we've established, I am going decidedly the other direction. I, I think Tennessee is the better team, yes. Uh, do I think Jacksonville is young and inexperienced enough to not know they shouldn't be winning games? Absolutely. I think Gardner Minshew's a nut job. I think that this just might work just enough. Granted, I understand that, that Indianapolis basically did give them 14 points, but it's not on the question that Tennessee can't turn the ball over. Uh, I think Jacksonville is going to steal one at the end, 24-23. 
so you realize that by uh, giving them all these wins here that uh, you're taking them out of the Trevor Lawrence bowl? I'm okay with that because you can't have that many bandana-wearing quarterbacks on one roster. It's just it's just too much. You can't do it. Yeah, I, I, I saw an interesting article the other day, and I'm sorry that I forget where I saw it, so I can't give it credit. It might have been CBS, but they were speculating that if the Jets end up with the worst pick, it seems highly likely after week one, which means they probably oh, won't. Yeah. But if they were to end <laughs> up with that, that they might be better off just casting Sam Darnold off and starting with Trevor Lawrence on a rookie contract and seeing what they could build around him rather than paying uh, Sam Darnold a lot of money, which he arguably hasn't earned yet and would also leave them with less resources to build a winning roster around him. Of course, the main thing is That's they probably need a, a different coach. but uh, They definitely need a different coach. Adam Gates, I'm sure you're a nice dude, but I don't think you're cut out to be the, the head coach of the New York Jets. Just don't think it's the right Or the Dolphins. No, no, not so much the Dolphins. I liked him better or with the Dolphins than he did the Jets. <laughs> no. Probably had better personnel when he was with the Dolphins, too. Although they Ryan Tannehill now... might disagree. Turtle. True. All right, Tannehill. Poor guy. Anyway, let's okay. keep rolling. <laughs> Next up, we've got uh, Detroit traveling to Green Bay. Um, Detroit uh, pulling to create from the jaws of victory last week, and Green Bay impressive uh, win over Minnesota. I'm going to play the chalk here and uh, pick Green Bay to win this one easily at home. I'll say Green Bay uh, 34 and Detroit 21. I'm thinking this actually to be a closer game. I'm still picking Green Bay, um, but I'm picking them 28-24. I think that Adrian Peterson's going to have a little more life in this game. Uh, I think the Lions will hang around a little bit. So here's the question of the week. Who do you think retires first, uh, Adrian Peterson or Frank Gore? Frank Gore. Adrian Peterson lives forever. I think Frank Gore has about three years on him, but still both of those guys, it's pretty – incredible to be a running back in the NFL in your mid-30s and also playing a significant role and potentially being the lead back for your team. That's I'm in my early pretty, 30s. Uh, I can barely survive a regular day. Look at what these guys are doing. <laughs> yeah, but you have um, chronic back problems that those guys That's might not true. have. I am a bit of a disaster, but, if, you know, still. <laughs> All righty. Oh. Next up, we've got uh, the – Rams uh, fresh off uh, inaugurating their new stadium with a victory over the Cowboys, uh, traveling to face another NFC East, the NFC East team. Sorry, I'm scrambling my syntax there. Um, facing off against the Eagles in Philadelphia, the Carts and Wentzlesses, and the Jared Goffs. I'm going to pick the Jared Goffs 31 over the Wentzlesses uh, 20. And the Rams don't look like they miss Todd Gurley too much. No, they don't. They really don't. They look good. Um, I think they're going to continue running wild on the NFC East. I think they win this 31-24. I know it sounds like I am very down on the Eagles from all of the previous parts of the show, which I am. But in all fairness, I think they will look a little better. It does, however, feel like it's going to look like Aaron Donald is actually on the Eagles' offense for the amount of times he's going to be behind that offensive line back in Carson Wentz. That, I think, is the big factor there. Aaron Donald and yeah. his boys are all going to be inside of that, that Eagles bubble. I just... Yeah, the, the, the test will be when Aaron, when um, when uh, um, Peterson, Doug Peterson calls a timeout if Aaron Donald Goes running he over. Might. Aaron Donald he really might go goes over running there. over to and the Eagles might... sideline because he'll probably be spending just as Deshaun much uh, time Watson, in the Deshaun backfield. Deshaun Jackson will probably be hugging him. People will probably be fine. He's probably got his own labeled water bottle there. That's how much he's going to be behind that line of scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, not a pretty so, sight. But no, so by virtue of the fact that you're saying that the Eagles are going to score 24 points on the Rams yes. when the Cowboys didn't score. What did they score, 16, 15, 17 points on the Rams? Are you saying the Eagles have a better offense than the Cowboys? No, I'm saying they have a more desperate offense right now. I think that they are 
literally trying to survive. The Cowboys, yes. Do they want to win? Absolutely. But there wasn't that desperation that I think the Eagles are going to have this week. All right. Also, we may um, see Jalen Hurts early. So that's going to be a whole different look. I I wouldn't mind that. I mean, I, I think it'd just be a sacrifice. I'm surprised they didn't theory. have him in at any point last week, to be very honest, just for a change of pace. Yeah, that might change this week, especially if it looks like Carson Wentz is getting killed back there, but we'll see. So next up, we've got uh, actually the Eagles' faithful hashtag sarcasm. We'll probably be calling for uh, Jalen Hurst <laughs> by the middle of the first quarter, but of course there it's won't be any fans there to do it, but maybe they'll be piping in the noise <laughs> Jalen Hurst. They might be. Chance. If it were authentic, they'd that be piping in a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. So next up, or they'll be chanting for Nick Foles to come back again. But <laughs> so speaking of Nick Foles, uh, he's going to be on the bench uh, at least for the start of the game, the next game, and that's uh, the Bears uh, hosting the Giants. And in honor of our new kitten named Blue, I'm going to pick Big Blue in this game. Uh, I'll say uh, Giants 24, Bears 21 in a, in a battle of another uh, – and we'll start off with the list of two teams in the top five for the draft picks this year. Probably have about 20 teams in that list by the end yeah, of the by, week. Yeah, by but... about midseason, you had almost the entire league in the top five. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll start early. Uh, I am also going to side And Jacksonville. So, and Cincinnati <laughs> and maybe Cleveland, too. So I've got six in my top five. For... Oh, gosh. By next week, it's going to be out of control. Um, I'm also going to side with Kitten Blue. I'm going to go with the Giants this week. I actually uh, have them winning by more than you do. I have them winning 23-17. Uh, I just I, – it was Jason Garrett did not have the best debut as an offensive coordinator last week. I think that it will look a little better this week, a little less slow moving. Uh, I think there'll be a, a little more opportunity there, but I think it's more effective. Chicago will be turning the ball over than anything else. I was about to say their offense will probably be spending less time on the field than the Steelers' offense did. There's, I, I feel like there's the still defense. they're still running like a, an actual progression of plays right now. Like that just was not. Oh, it was tough. It was tough to watch. I gotta say, you have a dynamic uh, running back in Saquon Barkley, and you have him running four-yard outs constantly. What are you doing? <sighs> Frustrating. So um, the other New York team, the Jets, are hosting the defending NFC champion 49ers this week. Uh, usually we said we don't like the um, the West Coast teams West traveling Coast east for the early games, although the Raiders put that uh, – theory to shame last week and I'm going to say that the 49ers do likewise this week. I'll say the 49ers 27 over the headed for the top five in the draft, uh, maybe even the top one in the draft, (laughs) New York Jets 17. Yeah, I don't don't generally side with Jimmy Garoppolo, but there's there's no way for me to even justify There's this. No I've got San Francisco. No. no, no, even me, I can't do it. I can ju- I can justify Jacksonville winning and can't do it here. Uh, I've got San Francisco winning 33-21, and I feel like the 21 might even be Okay, you're fading out on us a little bit again, but um, next no, game no. we've got uh, – but we know who you picked and the score you said was 33-21, <laughs> I think. So yep. at least I could hear you. All right. Um, next up, we've got Denver traveling to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh. I'll even though both of these teams have a short week, I'm going to go with uh, the home team here. I'll say Pittsburgh uh, 27, Denver 21. And um, I was a little surprised by Big Ben being as effective as he was. Although, again, I should remember whose defense he was playing. But I think he'll be able to keep a good thing going here, and I think the Steelers will go to two and zero and. And uh, James Washington and Deontay Johnson and um, and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster will all be happy, and there will be much uh, rejoicing throughout the Pittsburgh land, even uh, if James <laughs> Conner is uh, left back at the hotel with the light on. Yeah, poor James Conner. Uh, this this is a Steelers team that's 
it's well versed in playing with multiple different running backs, healthy and not healthy. Uh, I don't think it'll phase him if James Conner is in or out of this game. I think Ben Roethlisberger and Juju Smith-Schuster is still a winning combination. I've got him winning 28-20. All right, next up we have another candidate for the top five in the draft, uh, at least as of <laughs> last week, arguably two, but I'll go with Indianapolis just because I think their quarterback situation is more dire. I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan, but at least he's serviceable. I'm not sure we can really yep. say the same thing about Philip Rivers at this stage in his career, and I think uh, – no. Uh, Kirk Cousins and company will keep the uh, misery uh, continuing for Indianapolis this week. I'll say Minnesota wins their road opener convincingly, Minnesota 30 and Indianapolis 21. I've got it a little closer. I'm also taking Minnesota and Kirk Cousins to win this. I think you're right. The matchup is good. Um, I've got them winning 30-27, so I think Indianapolis will be a little more effective I mean, if nothing else, at least Philip Rivers is not throwing sidearm. So I guess there's that. That's your really only silver lining here for the Colts right now. Yeah, I, I think they signed him for a one-year deal, right? I, I'm hoping for their sake yeah. that it's only yeah. a one-year deal. So, yeah. And I think they still have Jacoby Brissett on the roster. They so. do. They do. All right. So there's well, still something. That's good to know. They might also be in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, but we'll see. Everybody's Next in the top up, we've got... five. I said everybody's in the top five. You've got seven teams in the top five already. All right. <laughs> so next up we have a game which neither of these two teams figure to be in the vie- and vying for a top five pick this week for this coming season, and that's uh, Carolina, their home opener against uh, Tampa Bay. And I think this will be somewhat of a shootout, but I'm going to go with Teddy Bridgewater and the Christian McCaffrey's 31 over Tom Brady and the uh, you know, Rob Gronkowski 28. I got to say, uh, I was surprised that Rob Gronkowski was not more of a factor in that game. Um, I'm still going with my theory that a pissed off Tom Brady is a winning Tom Brady until I'm proven wrong, uh, just like Andy Reid after a bye week. You can, you can set your watch by it. I'm taking Tampa Bay 35-24 in a bit of a blowout. I do love Teddy Bridgewater. I like what Carolina is doing. I just think that maybe they ran into Tampa at the wrong week. Okay. Well, I wonder if they're still going to shoot off that cannon when they score when there are no fans there. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. You, you have a cannon. Why not use it? You know, just sitting around collecting dust. Yeah, well, that would at least make it must-see TV if, if for no other reason. If you weren't going to watch Tom Brady, at least tune in for the cannon. I'm there. You can see the up. cannon off in a stadium with no fans in it. It's a lot of confetti, but I'm here for it. <laughs> that would be amazing, too. All right, um, next so up we've got uh, <laughs> Buffalo traveling to Miami and two teams with hopes of dethroning the – Patriots this season now that Tom Brady no longer resides in Massachusetts, but uh, I think Buffalo showed a little bit better against weaker competition in week one, but I think they're going to be able to keep it going on the road, and I think Buffalo wins their road opener. I'll say Buffalo by a field goal, 24 over Miami, 21. I, uh, as as we all know, I've been a a Dolphins apologist for a very long time. Uh, but I think Josh Allen and this Buffalo team is a real deal. I think that they're going to be tough to knock off the top of this division. I've got them winning 23-10. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm worried about this Miami team. I'm worried about the injuries. I'm worried about the personnel period. I just, uh, I think it could be a long day for them. Are they a candidate for a top five pick? They might be. They might be. They might actually be in my real and true top five. <laughs> okay. As opposed to my bogus top five, which I I think I only I only have like two teams in my top five right now, and you have everybody else. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Next yeah. up, we've got uh, two other teams that I don't think are going to be in the top five, but they still have the rest of the season to prove me wrong. And that's uh, Dallas, who probably has uh, stadium envy after the game in Los Angeles mm-hmm. last week, but they're nice. returning home to their own mega church of sorts and they'll be hosting the Falcons 
uh, I, I I know they're going to miss Slayton Vander Ash and Blake Jarwin and all, but I just think Atlanta's a mess still. Doesn't look like they've got their defense fixed. Although, you know, to be fair, yeah. Russell Wilson uh, that might be a Super Bowl representative there in Seattle. But anyway, True. Uh, keeping going because we want to get to your DFS. I'll say uh, Dallas by six. Uh, Dallas thirty. Atlanta twenty four. I'm taking Dallas by 10. I'm going 31-21. I was down on them last week, um, but I'm, I'm done. I'm done with Atlanta. I spent all last season picking against them. I gave them a chance week one. They burned me. It's over. I'm done with them. I just can't. How can you have that many good players and have that little turnover and still be so bad? I'm done. All right. Next up is what I think is going to be the biggest uh, deficit of the week, the biggest gap of the week, and that's uh, – Surprisingly, Arizona hosting Washington, the football team. And I'm going to say that Arizona, the football team, beats Washington and the football team 31-17. And Kyler Murray show continues unabated. The, the Kyler Murray show will roll on. This Arizona team is good. I like watching them play. I think Washington's defense should be getting a little more respect. Yes, they, they certainly had some inflated stats last week, but they're still going to hang around this week. Dwayne Haskins, still a little bit of a weak link, uh, but I, I have them being more competitive than you do. I have them only losing by eight. I've got Arizona winning 28-20. And let it be known that Blue the Kitten just bit me, so apparently he didn't agree with our picks and going with the he's, football he's team. He's a Washington he's football club guy. Under cat. <laughs> he is. So next up we've got uh, – well, and he's supposed to be a big Blue fan, but apparently Blue is not a big Blue fan. So he's well, maybe he's waiting for Daniel Jones to... <laughs> to get sacked by Chase Young. Thanks. I mean, it's possible. You know, I don't All know, right. man. Yeah. <laughs> that, that game will be for his allegiances, if nothing else. All right. We're next up, find we've out. got uh, Baltimore. <laughs> we will. Baltimore uh, looked mighty impressive this week. We'll definitely not be in the running for a top five pick. Uh, they're hosting Houston. And I'm going to say that Houston uh, puts up another pretty decent show, but when you go against two quarterbacks in the league in weeks one and two, chances tough, are you're going to end up on two, and that's what I think is going to happen here. And I'll say uh, Baltimore 34, Houston 24. I've got Baltimore winning 35-27, so we're pretty much in the same vein. Uh, I don't, I, something catastrophic would have to happen for Houston to win this game, and I don't think that's going to. All right, next up we've got uh, Kansas City, and I think I said the home opener for Baltimore. The game is actually in Houston. I got that backwards, but uh, okay. I still think the outcome will be as noted. So uh, we're still Kansas fighting City off also, it's, it's understandable. <laughs> and, um, yes, so um, Kansas City will also be playing on the road this week as the Chargers get their first crack in the in the new Space Age Stadium, SoFi Stadium, and Suffice it to say, I think Kansas City is going to win this game uh, pretty handily. I'll say Kansas City 34, Chargers 21. I've got the exact same score, so we are right in line on that. Uh, it, it's a great team. I'm excited to see it again, but Kansas City is going to just run all over this Chargers team. Okay, um, next up we've got a Sunday night game, which should be a really interesting one. Uh, Seattle hosting New England. Uh, Cam Newton looked mighty impressive last week, but I'm not mm. sure that running thing will, that him running as much as he did will uh, will play uh, well against Seattle. I'm going to take the Pete Carroll's 27 over the Bill Belichick 24s. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty in line with that. I've got Seattle winning 30-26. Uh, I, don't, I don't care what kind of nonsense Cam Newton shows up at the stadium in. Still not going to be enough to win this game. All right, and then closing out, uh, the Monday, uh, the, the schedule for the week, the Monday night game, we get to see the other new stadium, uh, yep. the Black Hole, the, the Las Vegas Raiders will now call home. They're hosting the Saints in, to inaugurate that stadium. It should be a really good game. I think it's close. I think it's a high-scoring game, but I'll uh, give the Raiders the benefit of the doubt in their uh, home opener in the new stadium. I'll say Raiders by a field goal with a Josh Jacobs 31s and uh, the, the, um, and the Drew Brees is 28. I'm actually going to take New Orleans to win this 34-28. Uh, I think, again, not a lot of defense in this game. There is a lot of offense, but I unfortunately think that Drew Brees is coming in and spoiling that home opener. 
just real quick, a couple of daily fantasy picks for you this week. If you're looking for value, this is you've come to the right place. Uh, we've talked about how hey, much you like Arizona this week. Uh, actually, one. Jamison Crowder, a wide receiver, so they are represented. Um, but Arizona, very heavily represented here. Kyler Murray, uh, Joe Burrow, and Jared Goff, who is ridiculously underpriced for the amount of yards he threw for last week. Um, maybe not everybody who's pricing is a Cowboys fan and set through all that, but uh, at quarterback, those are your best values there. At running back, uh, Malcolm Brown with the Rams we talked about earlier, Jonathan Taylor, who I'm very high on with the Colts, and Ronald Jones out in Tampa Bay. Wide receiver C.D. Lamb, I wasn't high on him last week. I like the matchup this week. Cole Beasley, a former Cowboy, checking in there for the Bills. A.J. Brown, Jamison Crowder, the aforementioned Jet, and Robert Woods. At tight end, Logan Thomas, who we talked about earlier. O.J. Howard, I'm higher on than you are this week, and I like the price. At defense, Cincinnati, Cleveland, the Rams, and the Buccaneers. If you're looking for stacks this week to play, you can't go wrong with the Cardinals, Rams, or the Bills. So we've given you all there is to give you knowledge-wise. Who to start, who to sit, game picks, predictions, waiver wires, daily fantasy picks. you got everything here. We're a one-stop shop. We'll be back for you next week on Tuesdays, as always, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time for a full hour. And you can find us all week long all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN inches show at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.